listening to Big Blend Radio's special Family Fest show with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. And Bobby DePorter is sitting with us in her office yes. at the Quantum yes. Learning <laughs> Network Conference Center in Oceanside, and she's co-hosting with us once again. You've co-hosted here at Quantum Learning, and you've co-hosted numerous shows over the years. It's been quite a few, but the special mm-hmm. ones are when you're here. I, right? exactly. like, I love it. We can see you. You know, We're looking out at the gardens here, and it's a beautiful center, so so glad you are here, and we're here. And um, Everyone, Bobby is the co-founder of Supercamp, which is the world's leader in summer academic achievement programs, and also the president of Quantum Learning Network. And our next guest is all about coloring in. All about coloring in. It's a mother-daughter, you know, story mm-hmm. too. Betty Betty Schaffner um, is the creator of a top-selling adult coloring book series that came out in the '60s. There's some psychedelics in there. It's very right? psychedelic. It's psychedelic. <laughs> um, but it's coming back out, or it is out, and published by Tall Fellow Press. So you can go to tallfellow.com. Uh, Amazon.com, I know coloring books are all the rage for adults now, and I think we need them. Uh, the book is called Design to, Designs to Color, and Deborah Merriman is joining us to talk about her mom's evolution as an artist and even why she started and how she started the Coloring in Book series to begin with. Debbie, how are you? Hi, I am fine. Hello, Lisa and Nancy and Bobby. I am hey, so hi. excited to be with you and to talk to you about Designs to Color by my mom, yeah, you know I I love this. You know, in the sixties, you so your mom was an artist, and how did she start doing these color in pages? Well, she started her artistic career with you know the traditional things like still lifes and portraits, and I think she got bored with that. I'm going to make an assumption that she got bored with that, and just began to branch out into more abstract art, but the true evolution of designs to color happened in a very mundane way. She would be on the phone or doing something, and she would start to doodle and draw these forms and shapes and designs. And then she had four children. I was the youngest of the four. And we would come up and we would snatch those designs right out from under her pen and start to color them because they were adventuresome. They were exciting. And that's what started the design part of her artistic career. So that's interesting. So hmm. it came from doodles. And, I, you know, I love to doodle. I love to doodle, yeah. too. I, I love know. that part of it. Everybody, the doodling part of it. So then, you know, she did a whole series of books, right? Not just one. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. The doodle started to expand to full-size pieces of paper, and she started sharing them with us, her children, as well as our neighborhood friends, and even adults. And, I mean, picture this. This was a typical Saturday morning at our house in Houston, Texas. We would be sitting around the kitchen table and coloring designs. Mom would pull out the crayon the colored pencils, the markers. Some neighborhood kids would come over, and one of them might say, hey, can you draw a design that has guitars in it? Because I love guitars. So she would start creating right there a design based on a theme that one of the kids would present. 
And before you knew it, there's 12, 14 kids sitting around the table all designing, all coloring in these wonderful designs with a variety of um, media. And then things started to snowball from there. Uh, Their parents would say, hey, I've got a backyard fence that looks kind of boring. Is there any Uh chance you could design this fence and we could paint it in? So she did fences. She did storage sheds. She did a construction hard hat helmet for one of my uncles. She designed pretty much anything she could get her hands on, and adults and children filled in. It's interesting about the adults because, I mean, I know, you know, now it's taken off for adults. I mean, it's it's really becoming, I mean, I think it's part of people, you know, some are doing it to relax and uh, de-stress. Um, some are just people who really are into color and want to do something creative. Maybe does don't have the time to go into learn a full how to do a full drawing. But even in this book, designs to color, um, there's you know designs that you have to finish the design in there. So I find it really interesting about the adult side of it, and that your mom saw that back in the '60s as well that adults want to color. I mean, who told us that you need to stop coloring it at one age? Where did that happen? <laughs> right, right. Now, the, the coloring books did start here. Back in those days, my mom saw the conventional coloring books that were out there, the ones that she had the opportunity to buy for us, and felt that they were boring, they were unimaginative, they did not foster creativity. So with mm. her designs, she uh, intended to make pathways and adventuresome designs so that people could color them but also develop their own creative and imaginative artistic talent. Um, So they started for children because what was available was just not very good, to be quite honest. But um, she also knew that adults enjoyed them. And I remember many occasions where an adult would be recovering from a surgery or an illness or in the hospital, and she would come up and bring them a coloring book and a brand-new box of crayons <laughs> so that they could relax and de-stress while they were healing. And you're, you're using your brain, you're creating, so it's not like you're just lying there. And I think sometimes when you're sick, you get into that mode of what for me it would be it I'm terrible at being sick because I I want to do things you know and I think that for a lot of people you want to do something and you that way you're still using your brain you're not you know taxing yourself um, so it's a really cool thing to do I wanted to ask Bobby on this I mean is this tapping into some because Bobby is, is is a brain geek <laughs> she knows about <laughs> brains excellence in learning your latest book um, really that taps into uh, how our brain works. So when we're coloring in, what's going on to our, our with our brain? Well, one is that we're feeling more relaxed. And when we want to have a relaxed, focused um, mindset, uh-huh. and that's when we learn the most, is when we're relaxed and focused. So when you think about when you're relaxed and focused with this um, coloring in the designs, um, other creative thoughts, I'm sure, you know, can pop mm-hmm. in because you've allowed your mind to stop with the busyness of the day and you're giving it time to just relax and focus where other thoughts can come in, more creative thoughts. 
Oh, wow. So this with this book, okay, Designs to Color, would that be something then like corporate America could use to kind of loosen up and get, you know, know. talking about innovation, the other, you know, advancing innovation and Mm -hmm. making changes and just using a different approach to maybe products or things like that? Well, anything that sets you up for a more creative brainstorm and interaction and thought process is wonderful. So maybe instead of the 10 minute coffee break, maybe it's the 10 minute. Hey, let's sit. Color in color page. Page. Yeah. So, Are there coloring in clubs? I mean, I can see this. There's book reading clubs. I mean, Deborah, don't, don't you think scrapbooking? This, yeah, I mean, there's scrapbooking. So why not coloring in? Like you could have a coloring in retreat. Cocktails that and crayons. That sounds like a fabulous. Yeah, that sounds like a fabulous <laughs> idea because people like to sit around together and quilt or you know, yeah, do other yeah. kinds of handicrafts. Uh, I think it'd be a great idea to have um, coloring sit-ins. One of the well, things I'm, about I'm calling it cocktails, cocktails and crayons, because I <laughs> think that sounds like fun, <laughs> creative, you know. So it, it now with these coloring in, you pages, might end up coloring outside the lines, though. Yay. But that's encouraged, right? I mean, was your was your mom cool about coloring outside her lines that she designed? Absolutely, absolutely. When I was um, in grade school, I remember my mom used to come to the school to give, be a guest artist, and she would give lessons to the kids, and they would start with a blank piece of paper. And she would help them learn how to break up the space. We called them space breakers and create their own designs. And that's one of the cool things about the, that's just been released, the, the re-release of Designs to Color, is that not only are there some of the favorite designs from her six books that were published back in the 60s, but there are two new finish-your-own designs. They give you a little bit of a start, but then let you break up the space and finish the designs and mm-hmm. create your own lines, basically. I think that so is her, really her, great. Her whole philosophy about the coloring books was that it be unpredictable. And mm-hmm. if you look at the the variety of designs in the first book that just came out from Tall Fellow Press, there are no two designs that are exactly alike. Some have geometric shapes and lines. Some look like sea forms from underwater. Some have familiar um, items, you know, tucked away in them, like trees or bugs that you can kind of make out. But there's not a predictable pattern to any single design, nor to the whole set of designs in the book. And I think some of the some of the adult coloring books that are out today seem to be a little bit too based on a single pattern, and they're kind of predictable. But Mm. I find Mom's original designs from the 60s to be just filled with variety and surprise. Well, everything is good (laughs) if it comes from the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) Creative time. It It was was. a creative and colorful time. I mean, I kind of feel like where we are right now in in, – San Diego, it was staying in Lucadia, Lucadia Beach Inn, where walking outside the hotel and everything, there's murals everywhere, there's just color everywhere, and it's it's eclectic, it's, it's you know, it's funky, and I say funky is a good way, you know, and I think it stimulates your brain, I feel like since we've been here, there's so much color 
that it's doing things to my brain, like in a good way. There's like an endorphin release, and I think that that is probably happening when people are coloring too, that, you know, that color is doing something with their brain, their psyche, the calming down, and everybody needs to, you know, calm down these days, you know. There's so much with blood pressure these days, and, and um, you know, if this is going to calm people down, that's a good thing. But I think the color part of it, is going to be therapeutic too, not just the creative side. I think the color has to do with it too. I, I think you're right. It was very interesting. Um, back in the early days of Mom's coloring books being out there, she had the opportunity to either bring or send the designs to different parts of the world um, and have people color them in those parts of the world. And they would send them back to her. So she had a friend who uh, went to Belize and sent back a whole stack of colors, colored designs from the people of Belize. And also Japan, they colored the designs and, and sent them back. And it was fascinating to see the cultural differences in the use of color. Some cultures were more, uh, you know, blended and muted. Others used very dramatically um, contrasting colors, and uh, that was a fascinating thing. So I think color is something wired in our psyche, and to have an opportunity to have a vehicle to let that color flow out can be quite an adventure, both both calming and also stimulating in a very good and creative way. Because mm-hmm. well, colors are supposed to have or carry some different meanings. And those meanings are different from culture to culture. You know, in our society, you know, the red tie is supposed to show power. Uh, blue is supposed to show honesty. Um, you know, white is purity. Things like that. And then if you go look at, at a different culture, the colors will mean something different. You know, having spent a lot of time in Africa, we can see the difference between, you know, mm-hmm. one, one culture to the next in, in the colors that they use. Mm-hmm. And why they right. use them, and 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 the colors meant things, uh, you know, different, you know, like yellow would be friendship, things like mm-hmm. that. But they would tell stories. I I used to do a, make jewelry, and I got really, especially because living in Kenya and in South Africa, I really loved all the African beads, and and then I got into the history and started really learning. I mean, these these necklaces and things were made with an entire story by using color. So if you gave someone a bracelet just by looking at the colors, they knew that there was a story to it. So, you know, when you go really into color like this, and you you could do a story in a coloring in page. Well, yeah, and think of, like, royalty, you know, usually that's a violet or a purple. Mm-hmm. And then in some of the cultures years ago, only certain people could use certain colors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, we even have colors that go with the eight keys of excellence. That's right. You know, when we think of the flexibility is it's blue like flowing water oh wow yeah then balance is more the golden brown you know earth yeah. there and integrity is black because it's black and white there is no gray in integ- integrity wow looking at the different oh yeah yeah she's wow wow wow, yeah. wow. so the color thing that Interesting. is really cool now do people frame them and put them up on their wall yeah go ahead yes absolutely and um i was going to say when i um was assisting as a fifth grade teacher's assistant. I walked into the classroom for the first time. On the wall was one 
of my mom's designs colored by all 32 kids in the class. And, of course, each one was distinctly different because of that kid's personality and that child's choices. And I was thinking as you were talking about different colors meaning different things, you could choose to color one of the designs with a Mm -hmm. theme in mind. Let's say you wanted Mm -hmm. to do it with integrity. Well, you could just choose black and white and color the whole design in black and white and then put that up on your wall and it would give you that that reminder and that, that fortitude. Or another day you might take the same design and color it with yellows and pinks to bring about some other effect. Hey. I like that. I know. That, yeah. I like this a lot. This is cool. We've got a whole a whole new language going on. <laughs> yes, the color. <laughs> We're color coding. We're sort of coloring in and color coding. I like mm-hmm. this. I like this a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's great also for gifts, holiday gifts and things like that, you know, Mother's Day, even yeah. Father's Day. Hey, that, now that's another question because we keep we always think about, you know, women coloring in. That's what I've seen a lot on online. But I bet you there's guys who color in, too. I mean, boys used to color in. So, I mean, when we're talking about adults coloring in, we're talking about both genders, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No no difference in the genders. Um, Anybody can color. Anybody can get um, benefits from coloring, calming, stimulating, help you create new ideas. Uh, Men and women alike can enjoy coloring. Um, I did also want to mention... Um, we've got, we just, yesterday, we got a Facebook page, Designs to Color, and we oh, also cool. have a Twitter handle, Designs to Color. Oh, you are. So, I just yeah, tweeted, so but I didn't know your handle. Yeah. yeah. Designs to Color. Like the page and make comments, and let's start a conversation on social media about coloring and what people are doing and what they're finding um, is stimulating to them. So can people go and post their colored-in designs on Facebook so you can see it? I don't know that yet. We just put the Facebook page I think up, but I don't see why not. Yeah. I think that would be. I think it's, it would be so cool if you had a Facebook group of coloring ins. If it was a group, then everybody can go and you know share the you know. It's like this week we're going to do this picture, and then everybody does their design and, and then sends it in, so that they have that a commitment to great, coloring yeah. in. So yeah, well, because they're making a state with themselves, you know. Scan it and post it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering I about your favorite type of utensil. I mean, is or what's most common, or the difference between crayon and pencils and pens, or what yeah. do you like best? I personally like very fine point markers, but you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got their different preference of what medium they want to use. Um, Colored pencils are great because you can actually shade and blend within a a space. Um, Crayons, just good old-fashioned crayons, I think those help get us in touch with our inner child. Maybe it's the smell of the crayon. (laughs) And the name. I think any, any medium is good. Yeah. Yeah. I I miss crayons. Crayons are cool. They have, and you, you, I had that one big big set as a kid, and they had oh, all the yeah, different 
colored names on it, so for kids it's cool. And yeah. I think I think it's good. colors. Oh, that was yeah. exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you try to keep them all in the same place, and later on you don't get yeah, them. Yeah, but I used to match. Broken. Yeah, but did, I used to mash mine together to try yeah, and make my own color when they, you know. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's a fire in the kitchen because she's trying to melt them. But anyway, don't do that. <laughs> well, you mentioned that they smell too, so I'm thinking of the senses, senses because uh-huh. one is the visual, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's the tactile, the kinesthetic, and the smell. Uh-huh. That, and that's, I know for um, me, as well, like the coloring in pencils, there's the pencil smell. Reminds me of school. So I'm going with the crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the pencils. Yeah, yeah. So, do do you create designs for people? Did that flow through from your mom? Do you do you do any kind of art? You know, as I'm sitting here talking with you, I'm looking down on my piece of paper that I put out, and I've got doodles all over it, and they go. look very you- similar, very similar to my mom's uh, beginnings. <laughs> I am currently I don't work in an artistic field, but both of my sisters are artists. Um, my oh. older sister Sharon is a jeweler, and my other older sister Barbara is a graphic artist, and she has been really really helpful in putting the designs together for this book. Um, she's kind of cleaned up some of the originals that got yellowed with age and. Uh, done a lot oh. of the graphic artwork to to make them spiffy for the new release of the book. What and was it that we, led we've you just to re- very. Go ahead. I was, I was say what led you to re-release it? Was it because the the frenzy of coloring books now? Well, it's an interesting story because back in the '60s and '70s, the book published by Price, Stern, and Sloan, mm-hmm. and after a very long run for a coloring book. I mean, I remember Larry Sloan called me one day and said, I just have to let you know that this is the longest we have ever published a book of this kind. And, um, you know, he had a very long, rich life as a coloring book back in the 60s and 70s and uh, even into the 80s. Um, But after they stopped publishing it, you know, things changed with the Price, Turn and Sloan and everything. And Larry Sloan's daughter, Claudia Sloan, who is the owner of Tall Fellow Press, the current publisher, mm-hmm. contacted me and said, you know, I've had these on my shelf. I colored them when I was a child. Um, now that people are talking about coloring again, we should bring these back. And at that point, oh. I had the rights to the designs, and we said, let's go. Mom's gift oh. was too great to leave it back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It needed to come back, you know, to today. I think it's cool because, you know, you know going back to, you know, do boys color, do men color in, and I remember looking, searching for coloring books that um, Lisa would like. And finding it harder and harder, and um, the only ones that um, seemed to really be out there continually were from Disney. Mm-hmm. They're very expensive. All the other ones seem to be, this is the boys' coloring book. There's a little cowboy outfit. There's a little gun. There's a train. There's a ship. Fencing you there's in. the little airplane. Yeah. And then the girls got, you know, Flowers, flowers and, fairies. and fairies and bows. I like fairies. And, and cakes, you know, things like that, you know. So it, 
the division was made kind of already telling the guys that when you get older, you're not going to be doing this. And you, this is for you and this is for you over here with the girls section. So I think that it faded away because mm -hmm. the coloring, coloring books that were available were, they were kind of boring mm -hmm. and, and kind of sexist. Wow. You know, earlier earlier on your show, you were talking about people are fulfilled by being in service to others. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my mom got tremendous joy in creating something in service to children because those were the choices. The tree had to be brown trunk and green with red apples on it. You, you really weren't encouraged to make it purple and orange. But her designs led people into something more imaginative and gave people much more choice, you know, rather right. than the, the cowboy outfit or the, the flowers. Mm -hmm. and yeah, and if you really were a girl, you didn't thrilled. get to color in cowboy. Yeah, and you're right. <laughs> it, it was like, it, because I think if there was even, and Bobby, you probably talk on this, I, even in school, I remember you were told, like you were saying, the tree needs, the trunk needs to be brown, right. this is green. That was actually a way to teach you your colors at one point. So it was like, that's it. This is how you're going to learn your colors. And it's not like, here, but you can you learn your colors, but then go outside the box, you know. That's how it was supposed to be. And there yeah. was never that step, unless you were going to be an artist. There wasn't that step beyond, you know, that... Well, when I was in school, anyway, even in even in art college, there were professors who demanded that your painting look like theirs. You know, and it it, it was really kind of a, a traumatic thing. You know, I failed abstract art all the time. I just couldn't get past it until I went and bought prints from the chimpanzees at the LA Zoo, and I turned their prints in, and that's how I passed abstract art. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Also, what you say, too, you want to feel good about it and proud yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, that didn't happen. I, I couldn't do the abstracts the way that particular teacher or professor wanted. I just, uh -huh. it kept turning into something else, and I just couldn't do that. So, mm, but the, the monkey could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. and I think this, you know, for adults now, it gives you that. I mean, we're all going back into our childhood. We're all like here, like, okay, I want to color now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to color. I want to go sit down and color for the rest of the night. Cool. You know, then you get into that mode, and I think it reminds us to be kids and be creative. We need that. I, life is too stressful at times in the world. I mean, the world gets crazy. When it starts to get crazy, grab your crayons or your, color, your coloring book or your colored pencils and get coloring. Yes. Yeah, I like it. What What's your favorite kind of uh, subjects to color in? Um, I like just a variety of things. There are some geometric designs in my mom's mm. coloring books that I really I, like. Sometimes I fill in each space with more geometric designs that I create. So uh, I'm kind of partial to the geometric designs. But, um, but yeah, sometimes I like the more flowy ones. Um, I think that it it not only relaxes you, but it gives you an opportunity to let put your brain in this kind of creative limbo state where great ideas can come, and um, and and you can release the pressure 
of all of the structured things that we have to do. Because there's so much structure we do have to, you know, comply with in our world. And this gives us a a structure but a freedom at the same time because it's a loose structure and you can be more um, uh, spontaneous with it. You know, I think a lot of people, too, grow up with the message that they are not creative or that they are not artistic. And one of the beauties of this adult coloring book surge is it says you have full permission be creative. Anyone can do it. Pick a color. Pick a crayon. Pick a pencil. Pick a marker. Find a, a coloring book that, that speaks to you that you can resonate with and be an artist. Don't let any of those old messages inhibit you anymore. I, and that freedom is better, really fabulous. It's better than paint by numbers because paint by numbers boxes <laughs> you in too, you know? Well, you know, you have to do it right. I yeah. getting all of this. You have to do it right. Yeah, yes. you must do it yeah. right. You must do it this way. You know, when we used to teach um, senior citizens how to play musical organs, and um, <laughs> and the organs were developed so that you did not have to be, you know, Liberace. You know, you don't have to be Beethoven. And they had rhythms, and they still have. This is, a, you know, still happens now. They have rhythms in there, and it's easy. You can do a one finger chord instead of having to do all of it. And, you know, we would talk to people, and, and it's like, oh, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I haven't got a musical bone in my body. And I could give you a list of all those things that everybody says on the negative side, but they love music. And these organs made it possible uh, for people to play it and had the rhythms of their childhood, you know, songs. There was surf music. There was all kinds of good stuff. And you would, we watched people de-stress. Mm-hmm. Stroke victims were able to start moving their hands, and, you know, everyone's different going through that, um, you know. But we watched the change and the transformation um, of retired folks. You know, sometimes there's a retirement, and then it's like, oh, my God, now what am I going to do, you know? It's like I I don't know how I, how I would ever retire, but then there's this big stop, like, in your life. And there were a lot of, you know, this was in Florida, a lot of people started drinking too much, I mean, just, that's just what was going on. And when they started being creative and not expected to be the professional, but having fun and creating, mm-hmm. their lives changed. They had friends. If they had lost a, a spouse or a loved one, they had a community through this. And that's kind of where I see the coloring books having the same effect on the art side as what was happening with the music side. Um, it, it was amazing training just to see people come out and they do concerts and everything. So, I mean, it's very similar, Debbie. I, I think this is going to be really cool, and I'm excited that the book is out. So Designs to Color is out now. It can be on tallfellow.com. Tallfellow Press uh, yes, is a great place. But, yeah. And also it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's available on Amazon or Tallfellow's website, Facebook page, Twitter page. Um, post your designs. Let's see what uh, what creativity you can come up with. Uh, I think coloring yeah. books give us permission to color again. That's right. Absolutely. Have fun in life. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure hearing of the stories of your mom, talking about coloring in and that designs to colors. It's going to be another bestseller. So uh, Claudia is going to be busy for another, you know, 20, 30, 40 years with this, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Book two is already in the works. <laughs> oh, see, here we go. Oh, we love it. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much. You take care, and happy coloring. All right. Happy coloring, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.